launched Mixmax back in 2015. Now over 10,000 credit cards or individual folks using the platform paying 40 bucks per month. They're north of 5 million bucks in AR at this point. 10 million feels in striking distance in terms of the next uh, you know, year, two years. 4% logo churn per month on, again, their kind of individual kind of consumer, prosumer basis. Uh, they raised 13 million bucks to drive this growth, growing about 100% year over year. So healthy growth. Just now turning on some of the acquisition channels that are paid and you know willing to spend maybe up to first year of lifetime value on CAC. Pretty standard there. 48 folks on their team in San Fran. Hello, everybody. My guest today is Olaf Matei. He's the CEO and co-founder of a company called Mixmax, a company that is bringing the power of web to email by creating richer email experiences with embeddable Slack-style commands to trigger polls, videos, calendar invites, and more without leaving the message. They were founded in 2014 and received 1.5 million seed investment from a number of individual investors in April 2015. After finishing his engineering degree in France, he then worked at Skype and McKinsey, uh, and also helped. he also helped grow Inkling Habitat, a cloud-based authoring environment for writers and publishers. Olaf, are you ready to take us to the top? Sure, let's do it. All right. So I think people who know Mixmax probably know you because they saw someone send them an attachment or something, and it was in this beautiful kind of purple highlighted box and looked much cleaner than any other kind of email they'd gotten with something embedded in it. Help us understand what the company does and what your revenue model is. How do you make money? Yeah, absolutely. SaaS business where it's like... Um Month, monthly plan by seat basis. And uh, Mixmax is actually, we think about it much broader than email, even though that's how we started. We're kind of a communications platform, mainly for people in sales and success. And we help you automate kind of your most common workflows, not just in email, but across Slack, CRM, phone, document signing apps, even. So the product's grown a lot. That's great. And help us understand, you know, I'm sure you have a lot of different customer cohorts, but just because we're short on time, what would you say like the average yep. maybe team pays you per year, would you say? Uh, the average person probably pays us on average like 40 bucks a month. Okay. And then perhaps average team size is like 10, 10 people, something like that. Okay. Well, this is, these are very different though. So that's bottom up versus tops down. Are you typically selling directly to a $40 one-time user or are you going directly to the CMO or CRO directly and selling a 10 seat plan? Great question. The kind of the the overall like core of the company has always been a really strong self-serve virally okay. growing business where people pay out of pocket. And incidentally, over time, those cohorts tend to mature into team licenses, Totally, uh, which is also why we started to build out a sales team, actually. So it could be a fun topic to touch upon. Definitely. The biggest issue I've seen with this model, frankly, is, is when people are paying personally because it's so valuable, it comes a time where you go, literally go into a database query and you say, wow, we have six people from Uber using us but they're all on different credit cards. And it's very tricky to get all of them from an architecture perspective on one corporate credit card. Have you figured oh this God. out? Bane of my existence. Yeah. Have you figured it out or no? <laughs> I uh, No, we have not. I think there's actually, whereas there's so many SaaS products off the shelf for finance and accounting and whatnot, I think this problem is unique to actually to Mixmax and potentially a product like Dropbox. Most SaaS well, Anyone who's bottoms up. Uh, yeah, I think it's actually, there are a lot of SaaS companies that are bottoms up, like Asana's bottom, Slack bottoms up, you know, Hello Signs bottoms up. The issue with a lot of, the advantage that like Asana and Slack has, or even like an intercom, you pay for your company straight up. You always buy a company license from the get-go, even if you self-served. Whereas with a product like Dropbox, you might just be using it on your own. Uh, and Mixmax is similar in that regard. So yeah, really tricky one. So, but you have no solution. What's your billing system? What do you use? Uh, well, we use Stripe out of the box, and then for finance metrics, we use a software called uh, ProfitWell that sits on top of Stripe. Yep. Uh, and then good old spreadsheets, man. 
Okay, so you don't have really a good solution yet. This is literally just your sales team calling saying, we saw you have six different credit cards, six, let's put them all in one. Pretty, pretty much. We have just a little bit of automation we've started to build in in Salesforce. So this is something huge that we're really excited to build out. Okay, fair enough. All right, let's put all this on, on a timeline. You said launched in 2014? Uh, I think we created the company in 2014. We launched the product in 2015. Okay, and you did some funding then. I think you've raised more as well. How much total have you raised to date? Uh, probably around 13 million. Okay, and why go the funded route? Why not really stay disciplined, try and stay bootstrapped? Uh, amazing. So uh, in my mind a little bit, I think bootstrapped is actually a code word for founder wealth. Uh, <laughs> and so I'm not sure we had some runway as founders to start with. We didn't have, um, at least for the type of product we were building, we, uh, we needed some seed funding in order to, uh, yeah, just be able to like keep the lights on. And so that was the kind of original impetus for our A round, which we closed earlier this year. That was kind of a different story. Uh, and we had up until then run the business on kind of a cash flow neutral basis. And for us, that was just we were excited about accelerating growth and building out like a, a bigger uh, go to market team. Yeah, obviously, you know, raising that much money unless it's just going to sit in the bank, which makes for interesting board meetings. You're obviously burning cash now at this point, correct? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, makes good sense. Where's most of the investment going towards engineering or somewhere else? It, pretty much across the board, I'd say the kind of new area we start to invest in is go-to-market teams. So uh, we just brought on a really amazing marketing leader two, three months ago, uh, similarly for sales. Uh, and so, yeah, it's really exciting. In a way, it's a little bit ironic because obviously Mixmax is a product for people in sales and success. And we didn't even used to have anyone in-house who worked in those functions. Mm -hmm. And so the joke was that Mixmax was our sales team. Yeah, that's funny. What's your team size today total? A total will 48 people of which 11 are distributed. Oh, great. Okay. So, so remote and San Fran. Uh, yeah. So we're like, whatever that turns out to be 37 people in San Francisco yeah. and 11 remote. And they're kind of spread out in the U S Canada, Mexico, yeah. You, you guys have a fun little spot. I always eat right there on the sweet green. And I know when I go up and down, you got kind of optimizely or, or unbalanced on kind of one end and you walk down the street and you see the little mix mac kind of brick, brick facade there at the, at the start with the nice orange neon or sorry, purple neon light on the inside. Oh, nice. You saw that the best invested thousand dollars we ever did. I think <laughs> it is. There's some cool factor to it. Maybe, maybe helps your hiring and recruiting a little bit. Right. All right. 48 yes. folks. Well, Sand we did have at least one yeah, we did have at least one engineer who's like, yeah, I heard about Mixmax since I walked past the sign. It works. It's cheaper than a recruiter. So, yep. All right. Good. All right. 48 people, San Fran remote. Um, and over the past four or five years, how many customers have you scaled to? Uh, we are... Uh, so if you think about it in credit cards, we're north of 10,000 credit cards. That's kind of the, the public number. Is that uh, how you guys measure it, though? Share. Uh, that is currently how we measure it. And that's actually not technically great because ideally you'd measure it in like <clears throat> per credit card, like what's a single seed, what's actually a huge team behind it, et cetera. Uh, we definitely have some BI uh, debt uh, we need to need to address. It's Listen, it's not uh, an easy problem. I mean, I, I've interviewed again about 3,000 B2B SaaS CEOs. Everyone that has a model like this has this exact same problem. And um, it's yeah. like, do you measure by logos, by individual seats, or all the way down to just the pure credit card numbers? Yeah, yeah. And now we actually, what we do in Excel, which has been kind of a long 
exercise, which is the part where I'm trying to hire someone in finance so I don't have to do this, is uh, we have like this huge Excel spreadsheet to try to uh, get actually domain or like account-based metrics on everything oh, that to address painful. that issue that you, yeah, yeah, it, 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 um, uh, uh, MacBooks just aren't powerful enough to like chug through that Excel sheet. <laughs> and good. I mean, look, um, you gave me two numbers, 10,000 credit cards, $40 ARPU. I can kind of back into a minimum MRR. There are about 400 grand. Is that a, you know, is that a fair minimum? Uh, that would be un- understating it. Um, well, yeah, but, but I'm not, but, I don't want to yeah, push you I mean, for more rest- accurate numbers, uh, unless you want to give me more accurate numbers, but minimum 10,000 times 40 is 400 grand a month. Yeah, yeah, that that's di- directionally right. Okay. Do you want to share a, something that's more accurate, or you just want to leave it at that minimum? Uh, we we can leave it at that. I think what we shared before is that we're north of five and uh, five million and ten thousand customers. So is ten in sight? So, like, do you exciting, think it's in striking distance times. in the next six months or twelve months or no? I'm sorry. If what is is ten ten million ARR? Is that in striking distance, or it still feels like a stretch goal? Uh, I think for 20, 2018, that's definitely a stretch goal. Okay. Uh, I'd uh, like to think about it within striking distance though. That's good. Fair enough. I like the aggressiveness and help me understand growth. So if you're North of call it 5 million ARR today, where were you a year ago? Uh, a year ago, well, we've kind of had a trajectory of three X, three X and like a little bit North of two X in the, in the past year. Okay. So, so fair to say about 2.5 million ARR a year ago. Yeah. Okay, good. Um, and most of that growth, what's it coming from? Is it coming from ex- kind of expanding on the team accounts or is it still all just individual kind of one-off people putting in a credit card for 40 bucks? You know what? Actually, I wish I had like a really, really firm metric on that uh, related to our BI debt. Uh, it's, a, it's a mix of both. We have really healthy expansion characteristics. Uh, in around what pricing cohorts. axes? I'm sorry. Around the expansions around what pricing axes? Obviously, number of seats is one of them. Are there other pricing axes related to data usage or product modules? Yeah, the, the other one would be, be like type of tier. Typically, expansion comes in seats. Okay. Yeah, because up until very recently, remember, we didn't have like anyone really running sales or doing like active sales. And so it's always harder for someone to graduate from one plan to the next unless they get a little nudge. Yeah. Uh, and so where a seat expansion kind of like happens on its own. That's great. Churn is critical in any SaaS company. What is your churn and how do you think about minimizing it today? We don't actually focus that much on churn minimization because we did, did an analysis and we just figured out that it wasn't like the most impactful lever for us, uh, at least right right now. Uh, we take a we separate out churn depending on if you're like a, a Alice at Gmail versus if you're like Alice at Uber. And so we really care about churn if you're Alice at Uber, and we don't really care about churn if you're Alice at Gmail. And so this is something that's very unique to MixMax because our funnel is, top of funnel is like the entire universe, similar to Dropbox. Like anyone can get value from the product, which is both a blessing and a curse. Uh, And so um, in Teams, we have really healthy expansion mechanics. And then in the kind of, you know, Alice and Bob's at Gmail, we have like a good... uh, couple of percentage points of, of churn as you'd expect on like a consumer credit card based business. You're talking like three or 4% per month, something like that. Yeah. How do you, by the way, that analysis seems very dangerous to me because the person that works at Uber, if they're signing up for you personally, they could use their Gmail account and you would just discredited someone that's potentially worth way more to you. How do you account for that? Yeah. 
A great question. Um, the way we kind of think about it, if Alice signs up at Gmail, um, she the way this works is actually if Alice signs up at Gmail and she's paying with her at Gmail address, she's actually not using Mixmax for work. How do you know that, Uber. though? Uh, because we the account is always tied. You OAuth in with Gmail. Okay. So there's no way for Alice to use Mixmax on her, you know, Uber address if she's actually paying uh, on her at Gmail. I guess what I'm saying though is I have like my Gmail account and then I have like our, our team all has at getlacka.com accounts. I sign up for yeah. stuff all the time that I use for business using my at Gmail account. And I and yeah. basically what I'm saying is if those companies ignored me and thought I was just a single person, they're ignoring the whole business side. You're you're basically missing that value. Do you have any way to capture that or no? Yeah, we don't really. We know that occasionally for uh, like businesses like yourself, right, which are th- th- like kind of traditional SMB in, in some some sense, we might be missing out on value there. Uh, our kind of take is Alice at Uber. She's not really conducting her Uber business on her personal Gmail address. Yeah, um, no, it's not. It, 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 I'm not saying that that's what's happening. I'm just saying when like when you sign up for something, it says go off with Gmail. It then literally lists all your Gmail addresses like at, at Uber. If it's Google Suite, it's very easy to just click one that's not the actual company that you're at today. And that's all I'm trying to figure out is have you figured out some way to understand those those parent child relationships? Uh, yeah, not, not really. Actually, we do some scoring on signups. Yeah. Uh, so we can figure out if, you know, Alice at Gmail actually is, you know, VP sales or VP success at Uber. Um, and then hopefully now we actually do something about that and like reach out from a sales perspective. Yeah, we'll, we'll see yeah. if that's worth, if that's worth the time, if there's enough points there to gain. Right. Um, real quick, cause we're, we're yeah. out of time. Uh, I, I want to understand growth, right? So, so in order to get a new $40 a month customer, typically how aggressive are you comfortable being on terms of, in terms of CAC? As uh, really interesting question. So, uh, now we do spend uh, to acquire customers. That CAC is like so new. So I think we actually don't really have a really firm metric on it because we started spending, you know, two, three months ago at best. Up until then, it was all zero CAC. Well, did you, ha- so did you, we never have, have, do you have customer success people? Uh, we have support. Uh, and I guess we had one person in success who uh, did an amazing job dealing with our, our bigger, bigger accounts. So yeah, I guess you could, they're kind of more, they're not so much cost to acquire a customer as cost to, you know, nurture. Sure. Um, yeah. The, the, the thing is if someone signs up and never clicks the schedule with Mixmax or send attachment with Mixmax or never activates, right. Which is what really a support function or does that potentially then they churn. Right. Uh, that's what I was asking. Um, okay. So you're just really launching, you're just now hiring really salespeople. It sounds like, and you're just really now testing kind of CAC stuff. So ignore what your actual metrics are. I'm just curious you as a CEO, how aggressive would you be willing? If someone said, pay me a thousand bucks for a $40 a month customer, would you take that deal? Uh, probably not because those math that math wouldn't work out right. However, if that's a team license behind the hood, then absolutely yes. Yeah. So that's what I'm asking, right? right. Is how many months of yeah. kind of ARPU are you willing to spend to acquire the customer up front? Yeah. Um I mean, aren't there pretty standard like metrics for that, right? And the way you could think about it just off the top of your head, if someone's paying you 40 bucks a month, then you can spend like, you know, in the course of the year, that's 480 bucks. How much would you be willing to spend? Assuming like very conservatively, they would just spend a year, which would be like stay a year, which would be pretty bad churn, right? Yeah, it's You'd not still a SaaS company. Spend like, 
yeah, you'd still be willing to spend up to 500 bucks. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's exactly why I asked you, right? Is how aggressive would you be willing to spend that? Interesting. Very good. All right. And when was the, you, you mentioned you did your, uh, uh, the bigger kind of round recently. What, when did you do that? It was April. Uh, that was in early January this year. Early January. Okay, good. Um, and last question here before we wrap up from a product perspective, you know, I've tried mix max and the reason I just couldn't, I, I, I didn't become an active, active user was because it just changed the entire Gmail format. Like it was almost, it was really overwhelming, even though I liked individual functions. I mean, how do you deal with that? Do you just say, you know what, either take it or leave it. Yeah. Uh, well, we actually have a new, uh, mix max 2.0 coming up for you soon that you might really enjoy in oh, that good. case. So are you using inbox SDK on this stuff? Uh, we do not okay. actually, uh, yeah. we built it, uh, we built all of this our own in part because their, uh, inbox SDK just has its own whole set of bugs. Well, there are totally. some advantages to it. Well, but, and then yeah. you're really very beholden to obviously our friends at, at, uh, at streak, which, you know, can be good or bad. Yes. Yeah. If your core, if part of your core business is an extension, you might not want to use it. It's fine if it's like a totally ancillary yeah. thing. All right. Let's wrap up with the famous five. One word answers here. Number one, what's your favorite business book? Uh, my favorite business book would probably be the hard thing about hard things. I'm probably like the hundredth person to say this on this podcast. That's okay. That's okay. <laughs> Number two, is there a CEO you're following or studying right now? Uh, not a particular one. Actually, I have a number of friend founder CEOs who I really like. Name one. Enjoy. I knew one. Yeah, uh, that would be uh, like Ivan Zhao at Notion or Mathilde Kalan at FrontApp. Uh, those are, yeah, two examples of folks I like chatting to. Yeah, Mathilde, Mathilde's great. She's been on three times all, since like bare no revenue up to, you know, well north of where she is there, like 1.3, 1.4 per month. And it's been fascinating nice. to follow that journey. Uh, number three, uh, what is your favorite online tool for building your business? MixMax? No, besides MixMax. <laughs> uh, that might actually be profit well okay very good patrick's obviously a great guy too number four how many yeah. hours of sleep do you get every night too few seven okay and situation what's your situation married single kiddos uh partnered since five years okay so not married any kids no okay not married partnered no kiddos and how old are you uh, 39. 39. Last question, Olaf. What do you wish your 20-year-old self knew? Uh, my 20-year-old self. Um, wow, that's like a, a, a while ago. Um, I wish I I wish I had a sense of where I wanted to go back then and what I wanted to achieve. I think I wanted to be an academic back then, but that world was just too slow for me. Yeah, guys, he wanted a better sense of what he wanted to do earlier on. Ideally, obviously not academic anymore. Launched Mixmax back in 2015. Now over 10,000 credit cards or individual folks using the platform paying 40 bucks per month. They're north of 5 million bucks in AR at this point. 10 million feels in striking distance in terms of the next uh, you know, year, two years. 4% logo turn per month on, again, their kind of individual kind of consumer, prosumer base basis. Uh, they raised 13 million bucks to drive this growth, growing about 100% year over year. So healthy growth, just now turning on some of the acquisition channels that are paid and, you know, willing to spend maybe up to first year of lifetime value on CAC. Pretty standard there. 48 folks on their team in San Fran and remote locations. Olaf, thanks for taking us to the top. Awesome, Nathan. Have a good one.